Alex. Guckste, hörste, klickste. Mittwoch, 20 Uhr. Hallo, hier ist wieder Burlesque on Air mit Lady Lou, Lada Redstar und mir als Co-Moderatorin Susanne. Heute haben wir die sechste Episode von Ask Lou and Lada und heute hört ihr eine Femdom Edition. Das heißt, es wird heute um weibliche Dominanz gehen und hierzu haben wir ein Interview mit der Domina Lady Velvet Steel. Und außerdem gehen wir heute Abend in den Femdom Salon, in dem es viele Sklaven und so manche dominante Spielchen mit denen geben wird. Und nochmal zu Ask Lou und Lada allgemein. Bei Ask Lou and Lada könnt ihr uns eure Fragen stellen, was auch immer das ist, Sex, Partnerschaft, Liebe, Styling, Burlesque, was auch immer und eure Fragen könnt ihr schicken an facebook.com slash burlesqueonair, dort könnt ihr uns Voice Messages hinterlassen oder ihr könnt uns auch E-Mails schicken an questions.burlesqueonair at gmail.com. Dear listeners, we are back with the sixth episode of Ask Lou and Laden. This is Laden Redstar speaking and inviting you to send us questions for the next episode because yes, you are making this radio show as well and we are going to answer to your questions about anything that is vintage, anything that is showgirl, anything that is burlesque, anything that is sex. So send your questions to questions.burlesconair at gmail.com or even better Send us a voice message on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash burlesconair. Hello listeners, this is Lady Lou here. And I would like to tell you that this time we're going to have a very special show. So tonight it will be the Femdom edition of the Ask Lou and Lada show. So this is where we're going to interview a lady called Lady Velvet Steel, and she is a professional dominatrix and she is organizing event, an event called the Femme Dom Salon where approximately 50 to 40 females are going to attend and there will be six slaves and a um, but, 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 Lady Lou, I'm such an innocent girl I, but what does it mean Femdom? So, femdom means female domination. Oh, that makes sense. How exciting. Hmm. So, we're going to learn techniques about how to slap and torture and tickle and delight our slaves and um, find out tips and tricks from a professional dominatrix. So, let's get started. Yes, yeah, stop the talks and let's call Lady Velvet Steel. Ja, Lady Velvet Steel. Hallo Lady Velvet Steel, es ist ein Vergnügen, dich in unserer Sendung Ask Lou and Lada zu haben. Hallo Susan, schön, dass ich hier sein kann. Mhm, sehr gerne. Kannst du dich kurz unseren deutschen Zuhörern vorstellen, was genau du machst? Mein Name ist Lady Velvet Steel, das ist mein Arbeitsname. Ich bin tätig als Sexarbeiterin und habe mich spezialisiert auf SM und klassische Dominanz. Mhm. Also das heißt, du arbeitest als Domina. Richtig, genau. Mhm. 
Hello, Lady Velvet Steel. This is Lady Lou here. Hi, Lady Lou. Uh, so, uh, please tell us for the English listeners, um, give us a little bit of a background. Who is Lady Velvet Steel? Lady Velvet Steel is one of my alter egos. I do work uh, as a sex worker. My profession is classic female domination. So I work in the SM business as a dominatrix. And I created Lady Velvet Steel to uh, express my um, dominant female side. So you can book Lady Velvet for sessions of all kinds. So how did it all start, though? Where, where did it begin? Oh, well, you know, I always had interest in SM and I incorporated it into my lifestyle and my sexuality since, uh, yeah, I started having sex, I guess. Okay. <laughs> and um, someone later, I come actually like from a small town in Bavaria, I moved to Berlin and um, I finished my studies and decided, oh, fantastic that I studied all those things. Let's become a fire and performance artist. So that was the next logical step to do that. And that worked actually fine till the first winter came. And um, the bar I have been chopping closed down. So I needed a little chop on the side. And I was answering to one of those dodgy sounding internet um, announcements, ads, that they are looking for someone to make lots of money with chats and video chat. So I was a bit investigative and called him up expecting like some bullshit. And I got introduced to a so-called webcam studio in which they rent out office spaces and sit sparsely, sparsely clothed females in front of computers. And then they have to do all those dildo stuff and turn the, the viewers on. And I was like, oh, no, this is not quite what I'm in the market for. And then the guy was like, oh, well, we actually are looking for a dominatrix. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. Tell me more about that. So I started out as a webcam mistress, entertaining uh-huh. slaves around the globe in front of the webcam. Yeah. And I guess it's a quite a good way to start before you start getting actual clients face to face. Is it easier to do it on a webcam? The thing is, I never considered sex work before that. So, um, like, the step from doing a normal job into the sex business is... For some some people, not so easy, and I definitely had nothing to do with that. And my mind was filled with all those cliches about you have to have a pimp and all this nonsense. And um, actually starting out in front of the webcam, I quickly realized um, it is very instant. You know, you're sitting there in front of the computer, and then I tell them what to do, and then if he's not going to do it, then what? Tja. So yeah, the punishment factor is a bit limited, and as I like to do punishments a lot. Yeah, of course, <laughs> it's physical, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you were also doing this fire jonglage or something like this before. Yeah, exactly. I did fire performances. This was one of my, one of my other great passions is to burn stuff, call it out and have lots of fun with that on stage. So um, I created a few solo shows and did like this uh, commercial thing, like, you know, playing for weddings and parties and this sort of stuff. Well, in winter, nobody actually wants to book a fire show that often because it's freaking cold, especially around here. So um, I needed something on the side to make some money with that. And I sort of slipped into domination as a job. 
And soon after I started in front of a webcam, I decided, okay, I'm done working for someone. I do it first of all, independent at home. And second of all, I want to have some hands-on experience. So I got in contact with a few dungeons and found one that took me on. Mm -hmm. Great. So it all seems like it came pretty natural to you. Like you're saying, even before that, in your sex life, you were playful in this dominant kind of uh, way. Um, do you think people are born this way and they just have this natural urge to be dominant or submissive? Um and or do you think it's a something to do with their upbringing their environment or something that's happened to them earlier in life or what do you think where does where does this need where does this want desire for um this kind of play come from well that's a big question <laughs> um i do think you have to be born in the way that your character needs to be a bit adventurous so that you are actually able to go and venture out and explore new things. But if you are dominant or submissive or masochist or stuff, I think this is something that you develop by how you develop your sexuality. And for some people, they uh, do actually have some experience in their childhood or early adulthood or whatever. For other people, they don't have any explanation at all. They just enjoy it. <laughs> right. Yeah, interesting. And what what is your favorite part of the job? I do enjoy a lot working with uh, yeah with the customer with the client because like I get to know so many interesting people, and every connection, every meeting I have is something new, and we can come together on a completely new level. And um, I'm getting actually to know my clients on a very intimate level. So mm. because you know I'm the person they have to tell me like about their intimate desires about their sexual fantasies and many of them actually had never spoken freely about it yeah perhaps you have even, never actually verbalized yeah it. perhaps you even know them better than their wives or girlfriends or um, i'd say i know yeah. them differently mm. also like i have the good end of the stick because when i'm done with them they just go home you know the wife <laughs> has to deal with them <laughs> <laughs> yeah right okay so that leads to the next question um how do you get to know what they want? Because I guess some of them, they come in and they don't necessarily know themselves. They know that they have this urge, this desire, but to really pinpoint it down to what it is that really that, that gets them going, like how, how do you find out those things? So let's say I have a beginner who says like, I want to explore SM, I'm interested and intrigued by the sort of fantasies and desires I have, then I usually make sure that I have some extra time for him. So before your session with me, um, there is a telephone interview, which is quite brief. And at the day of the meeting, we are going to sit down before the session and we have a talk. And in this prep talk, I try to get to know you a little bit at least, like what fantasy drives you, where do you come from, so why do you actually like this sort of play, and um, what might be uh, behind your fantasy, you know. And if someone is a bloody beginner and has no idea, then at least they come like with fantasies you know they have watched some porn they have like some images in their head when they're wanking off and this is stuff i'm actually going to to ask about to get a feel and an idea for who are you what are you looking for what is your topic and are they generally really awkward to talk about this is it really difficult for them for or? some it is 
Yeah. And for some, it actually is really hard to to give me a clear answer. They just try to, you know, fish around a little bit like, <laughs> yeah, you know, and <laughs> what, what everyone wants. And it's like, yeah, yeah. well, <laughs> what do you want? And it's like, yeah, well, uh, it would be easier for me to determine what you want if or what I want if I know what you actually are here for. <laughs> so yeah. and some of them are actually quite happy because they never really had uh, a chance or they never really could confess this to anyone. Yeah. And so I'm a person they can actually uh, tell me like this private intimate details and they know that they are, don't have to be ashamed because um, discretion is part of my job. Yeah. And I'm not going to shame you over what you tell me. And the next thing is um, you don't have to wake up the next morning next to me and yeah. maybe be embarrassed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, great. So the bond between you and your clients, yeah, must be quite special. Quite, um, you must get quite close to them, and uh, if they really trust you, especially. So, do you find that they come back regularly, or is it generally just a once-off? Or um, I have clients of uh, both varieties. So there are many who just come once and then they realize maybe it's not me that they're interested in or they like another style of domination mm -hmm. or maybe it's not for them at all. Mm -hmm. So if somebody is really uh, uh, just at the beginning to explore, then they might realize it looks nice on the video, but it yeah. actually really hurts when you experience <laughs> it yourself. So <laughs> they'd rather not do it again. <laughs> and then there's of course people who like to see me and it's like, and I have also a couple of regulars though. Yeah. And um, I prefer those sessions more because you can get more intense in your play. Mm. Um, and then there's also like those people who have like, you know, a phase and then they explore their sexuality for two or three years. Like this right. is usually middle aged men, the wife left them or the kids are out of the house. Yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, so it's time to explore those yes, other naughty right. bits and parts. Okay. And you, but you also have women as clients. Yes, I do. Some, not as many as I have men as clients, but I have some female clients, yes. And sometimes they come as couples in which I either teach him or her, or I play with both of them, or I team up with one of the partners to play on the other person. Then um, sometimes uh, I have one couple <laughs> in which the wife comes and um, I have to give uh, Ohrfeigen, like uh, face slaps to the guy and she needs <laughs> to know the technique. And then she uh. comes in, we have a little chat, like, you know, coffee clutch. And uh, every five minutes we just like slap his face a few times around. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Oh my god. What a job. That's that's amazing. Yeah. And so what is your most typical request? Um well, typical is one of those words I'm having a bit of a problem with the same as normal. Um I have a few specialities uh, amongst them, like corporal punishment, like everything that has to do with spanking, caning, flogging, and stuff like that. Yeah. So I get uh, a fair amount of those requests. Then I do a a quite unique special, which is called duct tape deluxe, in which I mummify someone completely in duct tape, like from head to toe. Mm -hmm. So they're completely, absolutely immobile. And, um, and is that is that the turn on that they're restricted and they cannot move? That's that's what they yeah. 
It's, yeah. Okay. And it's uh, ooh. so you're completely out of control, you know, and then and you're it, you completely their, encased as well. And there's no yeah. escape. And even wow. if you need to get out, then it will take me a while to get you out because I have to cut you out carefully. Right. So and this is like one of those tunnel games, you know, where you have to experience it. Uh, you can't actually venture out of the experience. You have to go through with it. Ooh. There is no way you can um, you can quit it at any time. Oh, so and that's called a tunnel intense. game. Like when you enter the tunnel, you have to go through till you come out of the other end. Yeah. I guess you've got to be pretty careful with a procedure like that. I mean, if they have a panic attack or I don't know. you Absolutely. Yeah. Sounds like Absolutely. a more advanced session to me. This is actually also what I tell them if someone is interested in this session. I'm actually questioning you a lot about your former experiences, um, yeah. about how you do in small cabins and stuff like that. And we might even start with something lighter first. But so far, knock on wood, I had only uh, incredibly great sessions with that uh, that special offer. Yeah. So okay. it was always like really good. Okay. And are your clients getting sexually aroused in your sessions or is it a different type of satisfaction? Um, do, like, or do they get aroused to the point of ejaculation or not so much or? Some do, <laughs> some don't. So, um, for some it is mandatory to have an orgasm at the end of the session. Um, others say, I don't even want to be touched on my genitals. It's really like down to um, personal preference and how you actually have an access to SM and to being a slave. So for some, like this, this erotic, lustful uh, feeling is like really, really important to get into the mood. Yes. And for others, it's like completely off-putting because they're here for a completely different experience. So. Hmm. so I usually ask them in the beginning if they would like to come or not. Yeah, interesting. And so what are your rules in regarding to intimate uh, erotic play? Like how, yeah, what are your personal rules? So personally with me, um, I'm a classic dominatrix. That means um, I uh, play with this hierarchy level and the distance. That means you will usually not see me naked and you will not be able to touch me. So there's also no, no uh, oral sex possible and stuff like that. But on the other hand, I mean, I'm completely um, entering there every orifice if I want to. So, of course, I do have some sort of sex in which I like, for example, use a strap on, on them. Right. Okay. Okay. Good. Uh, what's the craziest thing that a client has requested from you? <laughs> So the most unusual experience I had so far, I mean, I have I have seen like, I mean, requests you get a lot from chop my cock off, kill me, um, <laughs> hide me in your basement forever, blah, blah. I oh mean, this God. is just like what, what people request you. I mean, okay. of course, they just send all sorts of crazy. But they're just being so. stupid. They're just, just yeah. having, you know, having a laugh. But yeah, okay. one of the most uh, unusual sessions I ever had was with this like really old guy. And he came in with a big pot of Nivea cream and uh -huh. he wanted to be wrapped in saran wrap and uh, before that I should like uh, put all the Nivea cream on him you know the stuff has like this really distinguished smell yeah. uh -huh. and so I put the stuff all over him then I wrapped him it was quite messy as you can imagine and then he was just lying there in his white wrapped package in his cream and was happy for like a few minutes and 
Double start. Just completely immersed in that cream. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I think this must have been like some early childhood memory. Definitely. He was like recreation, I mean, recreating I, that. Yeah, so. I remember my I grandmother. Mean, he was happy. Yeah, I remember my grandmother wearing it and it's got a very distinctive smell and it definitely brings yeah. back memories of her. So, yeah, it makes sense that he's got something that's gone on there that he wants <laughs> to go back and visit that. Yeah. Hmm. And so what is the most disgusting thing that you have seen. You sure you really want to know? Yeah, yeah. come on. I, I, I'm probably going to regret it afterwards, but let's just go. Do it. I mean, Tell in us. the beginning of my career, I have, of course, uh, done some caviar sessions because I, caviar means you shit on people. Okay. And yeah. I was uh, not sure if I like it or not. And I actually mm. liked this idea of like, you know, you can turn your shit into gold. Like, you know, but um, after two <laughs> sessions, I realized I don't like it because, mm. you know, it stinks, it's messy, then they have it all over their face and it's, you know, oh. you have to clean it up afterwards. And I just don't want to do that. You know, I'm <sighs> pretty, pretty perfectly toilet trained. So mm. here's that. But when I was working in front of the webcam, so you haven't eaten recently, have you? <laughs> Mm. I just had a chocolate chip cookie, actually. Oh, but, well, you uh, loved it. Go on, go on. That was one of my first webcam clients. And I was doing like a late night shift and I was just about to wrap things up when this guy came into the chat. And he was a young guy and he put his video on right away. And sometimes you see them as well. They usually only see you, but sometimes you can see them as well. And um, he was like, ah, I have been very naughty and very dirty. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, he's going to shit himself, and then he's going to play with his poo. Good. Usually they stay long in the chat line, so you have lots of time and make lots of money. So I was like, okay, bring it on. And then he was like, no, 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 no. I have something special. I went out for a walk. So he was sitting in his, like, I guess was like a student room, you know, one of those little one room on suite things with where you could see like the kitchen thing back there must be like in one of those student homes. Uh-huh. And from next from his desk, he pulled up like a plastic bag, like one of those shopping bags. And it was really full. Uh-huh. And then he dumped the whole bag on his computer desk and it was like collected dog poo. Oh. Like he went out and he was just collecting dog shit all evening. And you oh. could see like all dirt in there and sticks and grass and oh. trash. And that was like really like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then he started like, you know, he built the thing up to a little big pile. He molded some holes in it to penetrate. He ate parts of oh it to vomit it out again. He, he, sho- he shoved it up his ass. He shat it out on a plate to lick it then. And that was really challenging because, you know, you sit there and you see that and then you realize, you know, you remember the smell of dog shit. Oh, and so yeah. I actually had to go and get myself some chocolate or some cookies or anything. It was around <laughs> Christmas. So I was like happily munching on cookies so that I could associate the memory of the smell with chocolate, not with dog shit. Oh, and my. so I watched him like I think for an hour and a half. And he left like a couple of hundred euros. Like, I mean, you only get a percentage of that, of course, in front of the webcam. But he was definitely more on the crazy side. Wow. So there you go. That was disgusting. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm not saying that easy because, you know, but that was like really challenging. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> the second next disgusting thing is was I was booked for a video 
that means like someone's shooting fetish videos and they just need dominatrixes to do the dominant part. So, and this guy booked me in for ball busting sessions and I was charging by the hour. So he wanted to actually make it really quickly. So he prepared the guys and he had one guy and he was really huge. And I entered the room and it was stinking. It was really stinking. And then I was like, that's this guy. He was like bound bound to a post like naked in the middle of the room. And he was reeking and he was like so fat that like, you know, there's this, this fat folds oh, this no. are overlapping. Oh, no. And so I put some rubber gloves on and went close and then I lifted one of those oh, folds no. and you know, there was like this yellow cheesy oh, stuff. Stop. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm not doing this video. He's going to have a shower first because yeah. otherwise I'm not going to play with that guy at all. Uh-huh. So I had to take him in the shower and I had to tell him actually how to wash his folds and stuff. And this what? was really awe. Yeah. I, you won't believe some people. Ugh. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know which story is more disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> well, we asked for it. Yeah. We, see we asked for yeah. it. We see it. Okay. okay. Menchies is horrible. All right. <laughs> Let's talk about something nice and pleasant uh, now. Let's just get, try and get that image out of my head. I'm feeling like I'm going to vomit. Oh, you asked. I know. I know. Oh, okay, so um, the Femdom event that you're organizing tonight. Oh, yeah, that's going to be So great. can you tell us a little bit about this event and, and why you wanted to organize? Because it's the first one of its kind, isn't it? Yeah, well, the first one I'm doing. Yeah, okay. So, and, um, yeah. What what happened was that like one of my clients was asking if I maybe would have like a few girlfriends who would love to watch the session. And so I was like, well, I can certainly ask. There's no harm done. So I put a fo- post up on Facebook who would be interested to witness a session. And I got like about 20 replies instantly like me, 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 me. I was like, oh, well, I think we have an event here. <laughs> okay. So my birthday was coming up. And uh, that was like about six weeks ago. And I was like, okay, let's do this and uh, let's make an event and get some slaves by. And then I can invite everyone who's interested and um, we can have some hands-on experience. And you guys can actually see how I work, what's going to happen. You can uh, get some nice foot massages or generally enjoy uh, um, submissive men. Okay. Yeah, it sounds like so much fun. We're so excited. We absolutely can't <laughs> oh, cannot this is going wait. To be and uh, just tell us a little bit about the venue that it's in. Um, the venue is like a standard uh, backyard uh, fetish location in Neukölln, and this is like a very low key, non fancy venue. I used it sometimes for sessions. Before I was actually using the studio I'm working in at the moment. So you could just like rent the, it's like uh, a little remise in the backyard and um, it has two levels and downstairs is the bar area and upstairs is like the playroom. So you could rent the playroom really cheaply for sessions and stuff. And I just choose this because I live basically next door and, um, you know, uh, it's easy to organize. And as I had have no idea how many people are going to come tonight. I'm like playing it a little bit safe. Yeah. And uh, I hope it's going to be awesome. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there's a lot of excited ladies out there, I think, looking forward <laughs> to it. Um, but uh, before the event, we would love the opportunity to come and see the studio where you work and come and see your tools and equipment. And maybe you can show us and the viewers a little something and teach us something. Oh, yes, please. Yeah? Please do come by. <laughs> okay, so we're going to come on over and we will see you very soon. Yeah, oh, fantastic. And until then, Lady Velvet Steel, you can wish for a song. Well, if I can have a song, then I'd like to listen to Venus and Furs from the Velvet Underground. Perfect choice. Lovely. <laughs> Yeah, dear listeners, and if you want to know more about Lady Velvet Steel or if you even want to book her, you can have a look at www.ladyvelvetsteel.com. So now we, now we come to your studio. Fantastic. Can't wait for you to ring the bell. <laughs> See you soon. See you. Bye. Severin, Severin, speaks 
so slightly Severing down on your bended knee Taste the whip in love not given lightly Taste the whip, now bleed for me Kreatives Radio für Berlin. Alex. Guckste, hörste, klickste. Okay, so now we come to the part of the Ask Luminata Show, where Lady Velvet Steel is going to show us some of the, her dominatrix tricks and we're going to make a video tutorial. So first of all, let's take a little tour of her dominatrix studio, Lady Velvet Steel. What do we have over in the corner here? So this is basically a little storage area I have for some stuff I use. Not all of it is mine because uh, I share the studio with other people as well, but the main things I use are all over here. So of course you need condoms because protection and hygiene is the best thing ever, so I work very clean, so before I use any of those little lovely things on my clients, they get protected as well. I, I agree with that. You should, you should explain that to our boyfriends and husbands, that like, hygiene is very important and that they should clean the house more often. <laughs> For example, I see that your storage room is quite similar to my storage room, because you have little, you do a lot of laundry, I see. Is that what it's for? Well, this is not the, the quite, you know, the things I'm clamping is usually not laundry, but I use them on body parts. Oh, it's, just, it's like a bit, you know, those, but this is like, uh, you know, the, in the 50s when plastic became and they started making all the jewels. And they do come in different varieties. And they do also come in different sizes. Oh, oh. So this is going to be interesting. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. A sort of nipple pasting. 
Of a, of a dominatrix way. <laughs> okay, next so, yes. Yes. Well, I mean, what I actually use a lot is a great, a great variety of dildos. Um, this is just because men do develop the taste of prostate massage at some point in their life, and I usually encourage them to because they're really able to have great orgasms that way. So anal sex, passive, for a man is just a really good thing. I can totally recommend it. And uh, and I see there's a very showgirl friendly dildo. <laughs> with glitters in! Oh, look! How cute! I guess not big enough for you though, Ryder. <laughs> no. <laughs> Everybody knows already, our listeners. There's nothing I hate more than a small penis. <laughs> okay, no pressure, my boys, no pressure. <laughs> is this it looks like a cowboy's heel that like they would have on their cowboy boot right but i think it's that's for cut pizza no cut to cut pizza <laughs> what is that ladies so uh, this is a very classic uh, it actually comes from like a medical setting it's called a wartenberg wheel dr wartenberg was a famous neuro neurologist who um worked a lot with nerves and uh, discovered nerves and i use this for sensory play you can apply it like this so it rolls across the Ooh, skin. Yes, oh, and various and various intimate places as well. Oh, that's quite interesting. It's yeah. really nice. Oh, and goosebumps right away. Oh, so <laughs> it happens like a little bit quicklier. <gasps> and can you imagine if this goes between oh, legs? This is super nice. <laughs> Nella, that's my favorite one so far. And then of course we also have one for the boys who are a little bit more sensitive. No, that they can't take it so much, they get like the softer variant. <laughs> but this one is full metal, so the funny thing is you can attach some electric electrodes and you can play with them that way, so you get a little shot. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. They just, she just said, oh, they just got an electroshock. <laughs> <laughs> okay, should we move along to this corner of the room? Oh, yeah. What do we have here? So this is a classic of any dominatrix studio, it's the gynecological chair. Um, I use a very uh, old school model, I think it's like the, the 60s where this was been made and has been modified of course. Um, as you can see, there. <laughs> you can Style. just put someone on it and then we have really great access to genitals. It's full adjustable to any size and it is just very comfortable if you explore the anal regions. So our listeners know already that uh, my colleague Lady Lou is pregnant. So maybe you should have give birth here. Anything wrong? Yes. Equipment. And we should have a video tutorial about it. <laughs> well, I guess it's uh, more pain than anyone has ever experienced in oh, our yeah. studio. <laughs> okay, Lady. If you happen to give birth in a dominatrix studio, you are in good hands. <laughs> And we understood it's clean, as clean as a hospital. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> At least I try my very best. <laughs> and then there, there is something that, something that reminds us of one of our burlesque stars, Roxy Light, right? Oh, yes. Who has a Madam X act. So would you explain us this now? So this is also a very classic uh, piece of furniture. This is called the St. Andrew's Cross. And um, I personally don't really use this one a lot because it only has hooks here and here 
And dance. I would like to have a versatile experience. Type I know, style. that's what I thought right away. I was like, yeah. this doesn't have enough hooks. <laughs> <laughs> so, and obviously, you just prop someone up there. Obviously. Arms, they can't do flex, you have full access to their body. You can touch them everywhere. You can attach clamps, you can attach other things to them. You can stick them with needles. You can whip them, you can caress them, so you have good access. Go on, go on. Yeah. I feel like a good tail. Good night tail. <laughs> All right. So this is how the salon looks like, but now we want to get into details, into the tools, and we want to show you how to do it. You can even do it at home. Why not? If you're a little bit kinky, if you're not brave enough to really get into hard SM, why don't you just get, play a few games with us and uh, let's get there. Let's get there. Because I see things that are really, really, really interesting. What is your favorite one? So I do like everything spanking, I do like everything caning, I do like everything hitting and corporal punishment. So my favorite part is of course my selection of canes I'm having here. So just to give you like a little bit, canes come in um, with skin, in a bit broader. <laughs> and they also come like skinned, which makes them a bit more flexible. And this would be a classic vanilla cane. You can see like the distinctive little shape here, which you can of course use this way, or also like the classic headmistress that way. So I like to use that a lot, but I have to say, this is really advanced. It's really painful, and if you don't do it right, you can really, really punish someone and actually also like violate violate the skin now. But so on Sundays, it's like your little Sunday activity. You go in the woods and look for canes. No, no, no. no. I actually, I get them. I get them shipped, <laughs> and uh, I just buy them because uh, this is like a cane. I'm not even sure if it grows around here, though. Mm -hmm. no. um, yeah, no, on Sundays. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And then I have, I really like these toys over here. I got them manufactured by a, a, a friend of mine who makes them himself. They're really beautiful. And they really have like a good grip. They're well done, handmade, and they're really nasty little toys. So if you have them bad, I can make you regret it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so this is something which might be interesting for uh, your viewers at home who want to actually experience prostate play or anal play. Sometimes it can be messy, we all know that. To avoid that, you can go in any pharmacy and get one of those little things. This is called Frecacliss, it's a enema. Um, the only thing it does, um, obviously, you plop it into the anus, then you fill the liquid in, you keep it in there for like 10 minutes and then you just go normally to the toilet and then you're clean and you're back home. So if you want to come to me and have some anal play, I give you one of those. They're like two euros in the pharmacy, you can get them everywhere. They're perfect yeah. and it's also good for your colon. Right. So, and then you can stick whatever you want in there. Don't forget the loop. So, is, do you always do the cleaning before a session? Is that a part of the, of the, of the, of the session rules? Yeah, so the first thing that happens is the client comes in, then we have like a little talk and talk about what he wants, his experiences, <laughs> his <laughs> Then he pays, and then I send him straight away to the bathroom. And I don't give a fuck. If you tell me you have been showering at home, you shower again here because I don't care. I don't know. I don't want to deal with any dirt. I hate that. So I'm clean for you. Everything here is perfectly clean for you. Do me the courtesy, jump into the shower. We have everything here. You can even brush your teeth. 
Also, like most of my clients are actually really good boys, and they want to be like as queen for me. So oh, they listen they to you because, of course, yeah. you you should pass us some yeah. of the good yeah. boys if you find a way to find them now. So we want to know as well. So a lot of the things you can do at home. Um, not everyone, of course, like not everyone has like a rope at home, but everybody has a belt, which is really good. You can do belts are really versatile. I like to work with them. Would you care holding that for please? And Lara, okay, okay. Lara, Lara, I need you now. Okay. Because but I'm gonna, I'm gonna as well keep them. No, I, I need your hands. So not working. So if you and your significant other want to make like a little bit of a game, then the easiest thing to do is you just take a belt. You can just buy any old belt and like cut them short and get a few holes in that. And then you can like play around with that. It's easy, you just put them up and you have like a little guiding. You can take them and pop them anywhere. If you have a longer belt, which I got special made because I like them a lot, but you can also find them, then you can just attach them like this and you know, you're good to go. Ha! I'm good to go now. Yeah, not not you can bend them around, you have a nice little belt, you push them around and you know, handle them a little bit. So I'm quite sure you have something like this at home and you can do it. Also, if you're into a bit more interesting play, you can of course, but administer great care because you know, everything prep play has to be like done really, really, really serious and no, that can be very arousing, though. <laughs> so the belt just went around the neck, and then what would you just... I would uh, just like restrict the breathing a little bit, also like, you know, just having the belt around the neck loosely in your hand gives you like, it gives your significant other like this great feeling of like being overpowered, because it's not such a sensitive area. One thing of advice, here is a special uh, area, the carotis sinus uh, artery. If you apply too much pressure on the sides here, people might lose unconsciousness. So be careful, as with everything you do. But what I found really interesting, that more than being excited about uh, the belts and the materials, you know, I was even more excited about you having this insurance in your movements. It was just the, your presence and your movements that were even more exciting than the toy itself. Being confident yeah. and with the tools that you have. I Definitely. Guess. When you get a new toy, um, I usually advise you to exercise because like this is like juggling or anything else. You handle something. And being dominant and give the other person the feeling that they can really rely on you, then they can relax into being yeah. guided. Yeah. You have to give them this feeling, and sometimes this is enough, you know? Just take them. But I guess you can really play with everything. You have a little fork, you can... I mean, there's every single thing in the house that oh, you yeah. can have like a little fetishism game with. One of the best and worst spanking tools is actually a hairbrush. Ooh! Hairbrush, bending over the knee, pop, 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 and you're going to do whatever I want you to do. Oh, so we had uh, one of our previous video tutorials all about hair, so now I don't know that we could use all this and for other purposes as well. Should we just do one more thing to show our listeners? Uh, what about spanking? The basics of spanking? Oh yeah, most excellent. So first of all, I need a victim. Me, 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 me. <laughs> I'm afraid, so I can do it. I'm ready, I'm ready. <laughs> that. So, I like this position personally because I'm comfortable and I have full access 
to the area of importance, you know? Love's very famous derriere. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, be jealous. <laughs> so I usually start off like a bit teasingly because, you know, it's all about the fun. She has been a good girl, you know? Just punish her because I like it. But she deserves it. And play around the whole little bounce. Nice. <laughs> There's a lot of bounce in my butt. Oh, oh, that came as a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> surprise is really nice, huh? So, basically... Oh, it's so good. <laughs> good areas for spanking is um, wherever the flashy areas are. So here is a hip bone. Um, with you, it's actually, there's like a lot of nice areas. There's a lot of flashy okay. areas. Um, uh, in this fold, people are usually very sensitive. So if you have a beginner, then maybe don't hit directly here. You can spank down to here. Cut out the knees, of course. This is a very sensitive area. Mm. I'm not saying you never can spank there, but you have to be actually experienced to know what you're doing because there's lots of nerves here, lots of arteries. You don't want to do uh, damage. You just want to have like some fun. Yeah, it's And the more you spank, the more it gets, and I like that. Oh, your hands! Look how pretty and red it becomes. Nice. It's getting really weird now. Okay. Yeah, we need to like, we need to save more. I see that. <laughs> so you can you can play with a safe one. I personally don't because if my uh, uh, partner comes into a position in which they would actually need a safe word, they are in a position then they can't use it anymore. So what I apply is something that's like a common sense and care. So I have a I check in, I have a look, and sometimes you can see that they need some pushing, but you know, you need to know when and how. Yeah. And a safe word could actually prevent that maybe. Right. So I'm not saying if you feel comfortable using a safe word, please by all means do it. But um, it's not like uh, stenciled in stone. Yeah. Like some people act as if there's like the golden book of dominance and only things that are in there are the right things. I don't think right. that's true. Yeah. It's between the two of us what happens now. Oh, oh that's a little moment. <laughs> oh, that was so good. Thank you so much. That was it for our seventh video tutorial <laughs> thank Bye. you lady velvet steel thank oh. you very much it was very interesting very informative <laughs> thank you for having me so and just to get you in the mood for meeting me at the femdom salon listen to physical from nine inch nails
88.4 Alex. Guckste, hörste, klickste. So we've just uh, visited Lady Velvet Steel's studio and now we have crossed Berlin and we are at her event, the Femdom Salon. Girls on a road trip, on a very special road trip to domination. The event is taking place in a BDSM lounge uh, and uh, event location. Um, I didn't even know BDSM lounges existed. It's, a, it's, it's amazing to discover that in Neukölln, so hidden in a little court, there are BDSM lounge. And here at the event, there is approximately 40 beautiful women attending, all dressed in evening wear, and there are six men, male slaves. Do you want to uh, describe the slaves for us, Lada? Oh my god, they're so cute. They're wearing black little panties, black beautiful, well-polished shoes, and little bow ties. They're really, really cute and such a great variety of males. Yeah, there's some cute young boys, and then there is some middle-aged men who look like puppers, and then there are some older men that you might expect or find working at a bank. Uh, yes, a very a very polite gentleman. And as soon as we walked in, he kissed our hands. I loved that so much. And then the other slave just arrived offering us drinks, offering us feet massages and other services. I really loved I mean, I should just have a slave. I decided I should just have a slave as a pet. All right, girls, it's time to get out of this back room and find some fun in some of the dungeons and see what's going on at this party. Should we go? I'm ready for some serious panking. Let's go. <laughs> okay, so now we have Lada who has got her spanking tool and she's ready to go. You ready to start, Lada? Yes, and I have the honor of spanking the cutest ass I've ever seen. This is like, it's so round and so soft, but I have this mummy feeling, but I have to put it on side and be very hard. Huh? That was a good one, Lady Lou, right? Oh. You can record the, the pain. How does that feel? Should she go harder or softer, slave? Harder, please. Oh, that was a good one. Is she doing a good job so far? Yes, thank you, Heaven. <laughs> Mistress. Madame. <laughs> Madame. As you could hear from the noise, Lady Velvet Steel has been helping me out. <laughs> the pain was a bit higher than just with me. So how much of this can you take? Uh, how much more? I mean, you've been in this chair for about 20, 30 minutes. Your butt is looking so painful, so sore. Is it okay? How Are you halfway or are you almost finished? Can you go more? Yes, I can more. For 30 minutes. <laughs> wow. wow. And, and what is exactly that you like about it? And for how long have you been going to dominatrix and have you been treated so badly? 
uh, es ist the pain, das ist, I love the pain and I love to dominate from a woman. And for how long have you been going to Lady Velvet Steel? Um, four years. Four years? Is it, does it get better and better every time? Yes. Wow, <laughs> great. Thank you. No problem. So, Lada, we found a slave, didn't we? Yes. We brought him into the, the cupboard here at the back room. Obviously he or it has blue eyes, just how I asked. Perfect. And he's giving me a foot massage. It feels delightful. So what is funny that we have many pregnant women tonight and that's their favorite uh, thing to receive foot massages. <laughs> oh, feels good. So let's ask him some questions while we have him here. So, how long have you been a slave? Oh, actually, uh, maybe for about three years. Three years, okay. Yeah. And was it always with Lady Velvet Steel, or are you new? No, no, them? I got the uh, invitation uh, from, from another uh, dominatrix, and she told me that uh, her friend uh, will give this party and need some help. And so I uh, joined the party here tonight. Okay. What's your favorite part of being a slave? Oh, it's just uh, the point of ador adoring women. And um, did you find difficulties in finding like dominant women and just like, you know, meeting them in a bar or something? Why do you feel the need to go to a dominatrix instead of just meeting a, an average girl and then maybe having the same experience? Uh, w w it's uh, it's difficult to, to, to find dominant women, so it's uh, it's with uh, going. Uh, it's like the same for women who want to go tango and want to lead. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, you won't find many women uh, who like to lead. But then at the same time, we, for a dominant woman or strong woman like me, it's very hard to find a man who has, you know, the balls to keep up with us. So I quite often have that problem that men either cannot have an erection with me because they're too scared of my voice and of my presence, or they come too soon. So, you know, we are looking for you, men as well, that want to be, I mean, I don't know if I really want to stay, but I want somebody who can keep up with me and not be scared about me, you know? Yeah, but um, you just uh, put um, his uh, cock in, in a cage and then he can't come. So that's very easy. Yeah, so. <laughs> Thank you for the tip. Cock, cock in a cage. Is yeah, there yeah. actually cock cages? Yeah, I, I don't have one, but uh, you, you, can, you can buy them and you can fit them and then you lock it and then uh, once in a month uh, he can get out. Yeah. That's a great tip. Thank you so much. <laughs> Okay, so I found Lala Vox here at this uh, the party and I grabbed her into this little back room for an interview. So, hello Lala Vox, how's it going? Hello Lady Lou, well it's fun. It's, I've never done anything like this before. It's the first time for you? I was a virgin. Oh. So what is your experience so far? What have you what have you done? Well, I've discovered that I'm I feel like a wimp. You know, I, I'm watching some of the gals here who really know what they're doing and I'm really enjoying watching this feline thing where they go after the guy and really, you know, 
And I asked a lady before if she was enjoying herself, and she said, yes. So, But I'm still getting the hang of it, and I was given a slave suddenly and didn't know what to do with him. I saw you with the slave, actually. <laughs> you were doing re- such a good job. I thought, actually, Laura's into it. <laughs> what did you do with your slave? Well, first of all, he had a rope around him. And I thought, oh, goodness, what can I do with this guy? I don't know what to do with a slave. So I took him over to Lada because I know Lada likes dogs. Oh, I love puppies. And so I, made him, I said it was his job to be a puppy, and we made him beg. And he was kind of pathetic at begging, so we had to, I had to yell at him a little bit because he was really being pathetic. And then he was being so pathetic at being a dog that I thought maybe he'd be a better pony. So I made him get down on all fours and I rode him around the room on his hands and knees and I made him rear up and go <laughs> and whipped him a little bit. And so, I don't know. So did you personally enjoy this experience or did you find it difficult, honestly? Well, I was making a joke before I came here uh, with some friends and saying I would be the perfect domina because I would always be going, did I hurt him? Did I hurt him? <laughs> so you would be very careful. It's then. sort of a new experience for me. I think I'd have to kind of get the hang of it a little bit. Mm. So it's interesting as well to know that maybe just it's not for everybody and someone really struggle and they don't really like it. Like you don't, you maybe don't like to, uh, you know, put pain into somebody or. I don't, I don't enjoy inflicting pain, and I'm watching some of the ladies here being really good at it. I don't know if they're actually enjoying inflicting the pain. Maybe they're enjoying the role-playing. The power. The power. The power. I don't feel the need to feel that kind of power, I guess. And so I spend most of my time going, um, what am I supposed to do now? But <laughs> I... So would you say you'd be more passive then rather than dominant? No, I don't like being passive either. Submissive. So, uh, Lala just likes to be polite. I like being on top, but I also like being polite, and I don't like telling people what to do in most situations. So, did this experience inspire you for new sexual discoveries, exploring, or is it gonna end today with this? Well, hmm. I guess I always liked riding. (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to get back into horse riding. So maybe I'll get back into the saddle a little more often than I've been recently. So. <laughs> All right. Okay, All right. well, thank you for talking with us, oh, Lalabox. So you can go back into the party and find a slave and ride whoever you, know, the funny you want. Thing, what I'm enjoying the most is not necessarily torturing the men, but watching the other girls do it. Yeah. Ah, there you so, go. You see? <laughs> she looks so innocent. Then, ta-da! There she she's is. the onlooker. Uh-huh. I, know, I guess I'm a voyeur. The Maybe voyeur. That's my secret, yes, so. yes. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, you so much. Thank you, lovely okay. ladies. Now, sadly, that brings us to the end of our show, and I hope you all enjoyed our femdom edition of the Ask Lou and Lada show. We know we most certainly enjoyed it. I enjoyed being spanked by Lady Velvet Steel. Oh my god, what an experience. My butt was so red. Oh. Don't forget to send us your questions. So, do you remember the addresses? I'm going to repeat them once again, but this is going to be the last time. You see how Lady Velvet Steel taught me well how to be dominant? Okay, so send us your questions to questions.burlesconair at gmail.com or Send us a voice message, that's even better, to our Facebook fa- page, www.facebook.com slash burlesconair. 
Also wir hoffen, euch hat die Sendung gefallen. Es wird in Zukunft noch viele weitere Sendungen geben, die wir außerhalb des Studios aufzeichnen werden. Verantwortlich für diese Sendung bin ich, Susanne. Und die nächste Episode hört ihr am 10. Juni 20 Uhr auf Alex Radio. Ciao. Bye. Au revoir. <lacht>